Hey everybody, welcome back to another special episode of the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. I got an intriguing human being. Um, we've known each other for quite some time. Um, he's an interesting human being. We met at a place that shall not be named. So welcome in, Duke. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hell yeah. The most requested guy in show business actually, Duke. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um, so just for my audience who, doesn't know, who don't know Duke, we've always had these epic uh, discussions about LeBron's legacy. And um, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. Um, Duke, what is, your, what is your team, just to, just to clarify? Uh, uh, Golden. All right, so you're golden, you're golden hate fan, okay, cool, and and we've always had these arguments, man, like epic arguments and disagreements. So where do you, how do you feel LeBron, where LeBron James is now um, in terms of his legacy? He won another championship. He brought it to LA. Three different teams. I tell you what, I was just like I said, a fan of Golden State, but as a person, as a human being, LeBron's at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, not too many people have on their list of things they've achieved opening a school for underprivileged people, no matter what. My hat goes off to him, proud of him. Okay, all right, I like that. That's the way. That's way nicer than you normally uh, had. <laughs> exactly. I love it, I love it. <laughs> okay, now growing up in, in your time period, um, which was before um, color TV, but uh, <laughs> 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 what was No, it? we had color TV, I was the remote. Oh, that's you, you were yeah. <laughs> I me, was the remote. Now, now, a lot of people don't know, Baltimore had a professional basketball team. Now, when you were growing up, did they have, were they still here or did they have left? No, they were here. They were called the Baltimore Bullets. Mm-hmm. And they actually changed their name because Bullets gave a negative spin on the violence in Baltimore. Wow. Now, now my question to you is for a lot of people who don't know, what, and I'm younger, obviously, but but what was your the feeling of the city when they left to D.C. or Washington or Landover, wherever they went originally? Well, we didn't like it because it's not like they left and they replaced them with someone. It was a huge void. Think of all the money that any professional sports team brings to an organization and a town. Mm-hmm. And all of those tax dollars were gone that they could use for schools improvement and things of that nature. Wow. So so people were really upset. Was it worse than the Colts leaving Baltimore or was it or not as bad? Not as bad because the fan base for football in Baltimore was bigger than the fan base for basketball. Really? Yes. Really? Wow. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Basketball doesn't fill a stadium. That's true. Huh. Wow. Never really contemplated that because growing up, you know, we didn't have, I mean, I'm a Kings fan, so I didn't have a, I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't know the pride of having a team here. Um, You're a fan of Kings, you say? The Sacramento Kings, yeah. Oh, Sacramento. Yeah, because when I was growing up, you know, Chris <laughs> Webber, Stoyakovich, Mike Bimby, etc. So, yeah. but so so, um, why hasn't there is there has there ever been even a, a small discussion about them coming back at all, or do people even care? You think people care because when they do play a few games, they used to Washington used to play a few games here in Baltimore, and it would sell out. It would be sold out, you know, months in advance because 
the energy. The, everyone wanted to see it, wanted to follow it. But I can't remember the last time that the Wizards came to Baltimore to play a game. But when they did, it might have been maybe two to four games a year. Mm-hmm. They would fill out. That's crazy to me because we we're great even with the Orioles being so bad over the last you know I mean recently they've been right, pretty we damn good. We support our team. Yes, yes. still thir- like for yes. many years we had like a thirteen game thirteen year twelve no, like a twelve year losing streak or something like that. Still was 34, 36, 37,000 fans. Exactly, diehard. Yeah. Baltimore fans are diehard. Yeah, and you look at teams like Seattle; they don't even have a basket. Like I think that's an abomination that Seattle doesn't have a basketball team too. Yeah, that's I mean. It has to be political. Yeah. Why wouldn't a, a city like that, that could clearly support it, has the fan base for it, not have it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> somebody's not being paid. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Somebody's... Whoever can make it happen is not being paid, you know, the way they should. And I'm not talking about the athletes. Oh, yeah. Somebody's Politics palms ain't being greased up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we were talking. Now me and you also have different political discussions and whatnot as well, and um, they're, they're pretty uh, interesting as well. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I have recently just put out a, a piece about what I thought about Ice Cube. I think Ice Cube was right on point. What are, what are you saying? I want your thoughts, man, as a person who has been around longer than me in life and, and the way that you've seen politics. I call you my OG Duke, and I really think that you really add a lot of insight to me and um, for a lot of my listeners who are within my age group. What are your thoughts, man, on Ice Cube and just overall the Democratic Party overall? I look at it like this. I appreciate a society that allows anyone to have their opinion, whether I agree with it, whether you agree with it. I like the ideology of being able to have the freedom to think how you choose. Mm -hmm. Now, I look at it like this. We all idolize people in movies, but not to the point of mimic, Mm -hmm. Okay. Growing up, the biggest star we had back then was, say, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. I loved him, right? Mm -hmm. If Eddie Murphy decided tomorrow that he was no longer going to, say, drive a car, he was going to ride a horse wherever he went. I'm not riding a horse because he did it. (laughs) He can't influence me that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like your movies. I like what you stand for. I like the things you do in your community. But I don't want to be you. Mm -hmm. Your ideology does not define me or shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I can watch your movies, cheer for you, root for you, wish you the best, mm-hmm. but you're not going to change my views on certain things. Yeah. I take it to another step. Say if uh, if Richard Pryor wanted to hang glide, bye. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's just not going to happen. Okay, <laughs> love him, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. So the fact that Cube did what he did—that's cool. That's him. Cube has never been one to back down. Mm-hmm. Never been one to not speak his mind. And I can respect them for it. And, and in some points, agree and disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my thoughts too, man. My, my problem is, you know, with the, uh, the so-called the social media uh, witch hunt that everyone apparently goes under investigation and if they ever say anything different than what everybody else is saying. What I don't like is it's almost an assumption that you want to vote for Biden. I'm not pro-Trump at all. I am not. I, like you said, I am a very critical thinking person. I like to have to see both sides of an argument. And then as an as a intelligent person, I'm able to surmise a uh, uh, you know, concept of what I think is right. And I go with that. You know, So I definitely don't like Trump. I don't want to vote for him. I traditionally vote more liberal. right? Um, but I have a serious problem with... Um, Joe Biden's capability over the last next four years as an as a older candidate, as a person who barely can keep his teeth in his mouth, uh, 
Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and I just don't see the real vision for the Democratic Party as a younger person. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Because you know, I just I just don't feel as as as, as I don't I'm not encouraged about the political world that we're in right now. Here are my thoughts on it, and I want your input from the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're as good as the people you surround yourself with. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you ever heard the term, you know, idiots of a feather flock together? Yes, Believe sir. It. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> now, Biden has a couple secret weapons. Kamala Harris, Barack Obama. He has their ear. Mm-hmm. I can't see them turning a negative shoulder to him and not helping. Not saying he needs it. He's 78, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's old. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not too old. If he can do the job, I'd be willing to give anyone a chance other than Trump. Period. Yeah. He has taken the office of the presidency and made it the office of idiocracy. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've ever seen a, a, a president use foul language in giving a speech. Mm-hmm. Even if you think it. Mm-hmm. Even if the expression on your face, we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. You have to be more presidential and not say it. Mm. Okay. And what I don't understand, and I know you said you're liberal. I'm liberal too. Certain things I'm liberal about certain things. I'm not. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Let me give you an example. If you take Trump, he plays dirty. Mm-hmm. Why do the Democrats always want to play fair? Always want to do things above board. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. I understand we're educated people. Mm-hmm. When they go low, we go high. I get it. Mm-hmm. If I'm campaigning against him, no matter what he said, uh, you know, so-and-so, you, you're not for this particular thing on fracking or whatever. My response, you have the Justice Department defending you in a rape allegation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my response. There's nothing to do with it, yeah. but we're going to address that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the uh, Democrats don't even bring it up, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Why I'm tired of them playing fair, always have to be better, turn the other cheek. Yeah. I've never been in my generation. Mm-hmm. We're not good at turning the other cheek. <laughs> We're yeah. just not. Yeah. And, and in my generation, is you know, it maybe sounds young and idealistic, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to be too much of a moral purist. You feel me? But ultimately, uh, how I feel just, and I've said this in previous episodes, you know, Joe Biden's history with black communities, not necessarily the best. Right. Um, I think he, he, he may be that getting close to incompetent intellectually, you know, in the next couple of years. I don't know where his overall ability to, to govern will be in the next four years. Um, Kamala Harris as well, you know, even though she may be um, like you know, like a, a D-level MILF hot. Um, <laughs> she not, not <laughs> she's like a, you know, like a, a, a reserve hot MILF, you know, um, on the team. She, I don't find her to be, I do find her to be more charismatic, right? True. I don't, I do find her political history to be kind of concerning, especially with black people as well. And for me as a lefty, right, a true lefty, because I'm pro-gun, you know, I'm Second Amendment. I think people should have the right to defend themselves. Um, but I would Absolutely. say, she 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 just seems in some ways she seems like the typical democratic and un, ungenuine person. I t- I say people she's like Hillary Clinton in blackface. That's a, what, how I truly honestly feel. So I think the party should have had Bernie Sanders and a you know a, a Adam you know um uh you know Wang Yang uh, Andrew Yang. Uh, 
yeah. they should have had both of those yeah. two because Yang understands the next 20 or 30, like your son, when he grows up, the next 20, 30 years of America is very important with, with, um, with automation and jobs being taken away from us because automation and people having to have those skill sets. He understands mm -hmm. that. Um, also looking at, um, you know, Bernie Sanders consistency over the last 40, 50 years, someone who's really about the work. And instead of just saying I'm riding with Biden. Yeah, that's a great point but riding uh well is he on a is, is he on a hover round is the question um if you ride him with biden that's my thing so um while i'm not going to vote for trump this election i i you know i'm it's uh i'm definitely going to go third party and i know people hate that they say oh you're giving away your vote but my thing is you have there has to be some radical change this is another civil rights movement in my opinion what do you would you agree in your life do you think this is a second wave of another civil rights movement going on absolutely and at its best and at its core yeah. When you see the things that have been going on, systematic racism, you, you would think that it's something that they just came up with. <laughs> yeah. It's been around for as long as I can remember, as long as my father's father's father can remember. Mm -hmm. It has not changed. Mm -hmm. There's this little invention called a cell phone that came with a camera and a video camera. Mm -hmm. Now you can find out what's going on instantaneously due to social media and different platforms like that, the internet. Mm hmm in my generation, you had World News Tonight that came on at 6.30. Each channel had a version. There were only three channels. Mm -hmm. ABC, CBS, and ABC. No matter what city you were in, that was it. Mm -hmm. You got whatever story that network gave you as far as what happened in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. as far as what happened in Atlanta, as far as what happened in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. If you had three different TVs in the house, you would get three different takes on the same story. Mm -hmm. Okay. But with that said, now they have this, you know, the phones with the video, they can take pictures and let you know what's going on. Also, these things can be edited. Mm -hmm. Okay. We will never know the whole story. And I say that to say this, I understand, you know, you being a lefty, as they say, mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. But keep in mind, Joe Biden has access to the ideas of a Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. which is always good because he's part of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. The ideology, the mindset of, you know, now let's recognize systematic racism. So let me guess, you've been calling every black American a liar for centuries. We've been <laughs> saying it. Yeah. Okay. If I tell you, hey, look, there's the rainbow right there. You're standing next to me. How can I convince you that you don't see what you see? <laughs> you have to be some kind of brainwash mm -hmm. to just go along, mm -hmm. to just understand. And what they always like to say, they mean the people in charge. You know, they, they have a way of trying to convince you, especially black people. Mm -hmm. You didn't see what you saw. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it didn't happen like that. You, know, you don't know what happened before the video and after the video. Mm -hmm. No, but in the video I saw, someone died that shouldn't have. Exactly. I don't need to know what happened before that. <laughs> okay. Exactly, Duke. Exactly. Before, who cares? Yeah. Nothing happened. Uh, the man was alive before the video started. Mm -hmm. By the time the video ended, he's dead. Yeah. Had no fault of his own. Yeah. Now, granted, there's a protest going on right now in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Things are out of control. Looting, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with looting no matter what the cause is. How, how does that help the cause? Let me break in here and take a TV. What does that have to do with the cause of writing wrong? It yeah. doesn't. 
Yeah. Now, every story has a storyline. Mm-hmm. The storyline is, you know, black man killed by police. Mm-hmm. Okay. The story I heard initially was he was having a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mental health in general in the black community is not something that is openly discussed. Not at all. It's definitely not something that people talk about treatment, mm-hmm. plans for treatment. Mm-hmm. It, just, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But in the video, and again, I'm, maybe I didn't see the whole video. I believe it was his mother trying to get him to drop, I believe he had a knife in his hand. Mm-hmm. If his, if, I believe he was 27. If a 27-year-old man who's not deaf can hear his mother, not blind, see his mother, mm-hmm. begging, tears in her eyes, drop the knife, and he doesn't, mm-hmm. what's the odds of him listening to anyone else? Exactly. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And again, mental illness is deep. We don't know what his demons were. Mm-hmm. We don't know. At the time this occurred, he could have been having an episode that he was out of control and did not know it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a dirty word. He was right. Mental health. Yeah. It's almost like a dirty word. Yeah. In the black, it really is. It's like, oh, and we almost act like it's like, like for me, I don't know if you feel like this, but sometimes people feel like it's a weakness or they feel like, like, nigga, get the fuck out of here with that. It's fake. That ain't real. Yeah. Black people feel that way. Yeah. Okay. I, in my generation, mm-hmm. let me tell you, you couldn't even, and, and let me for the record, I'm not. And I, I'm not against it, but you couldn't be black and be gay. Mm-hmm. Not in the black community. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that was discussed. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents would tell you things like, no, you can't go over there anymore. Mm-hmm. But my, my friend who's in fifth grade with me, that's my buddy. We just, you know, going to hang out for a little while. No, mm-hmm. you, you can't go over there. Mm-hmm. You didn't understand why. But as you got older, now you get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mental illness, homosexuality, just was not discussed in the black community during my generation. Mm-hmm. It was always, oh, stay away from me, or something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Right? And every neighborhood had a super brother. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what the super brother is. Mm-hmm. Super brother had on combat boots, okay. <laughs> a dashiki, mm-hmm. and a fedora. <laughs> You don't fuck with. Him, yeah, okay? yeah. It, you just don't. Super brother. Oh, but super. when Super brother walked down the street, mm-hmm. every man in the neighborhood, every father, was on guard standing at the front door. Okay. Because if if Super brother's having a bad day, it'd be his last. <laughs> that, that was it. No compromise. And and let me tell you something. Fathers from my generation yes, sir. did not talk. Wow. Nothing to talk about. It was what happened. He did what. Next thing you know, you don't you don't see whoever anymore. Just <laughs> ass missing. <laughs> Done. You don't see him. Okay. Damn. Super brother or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even going back then, and it's not that. And here's the crazy part: we're not talking. I'm just going to say this. I'm in my fifties. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm ninety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen things that the conversations you and I had, you were like, no way. And then I could show it to you and prove it to you. You'd be like, wow, I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. Wait until the conversations you have when you're 50 mm. with someone in their 20s and 30s. Wow. Your conversations are going to be epic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even the thing of, I can just tell you, you'll be able to reference a video library and show them. Which is wild, isn't it? Isn't it? 
Unbelievable. The, having that that background. And and if I always tell this to my boys. I'd be like, bro, I really wish I talked to my grandparents. My grandfather, if he was still alive now, be about a hundred and he'd be about a hundred and ten, maybe, hundred and hundred and eight or mm-hmm. so. I really wished he would have spoke more. You know, he grew up in Jim Crow South yeah. in, in the 1910, 1905. You know what I'm saying? And wow. I really wish yeah. I asked him, asked him, like really, really, really asked him questions. You know what I mean? Like really well thought out. But as a as a preteen, you know, you don't really know. And and but but the, that amount of knowledge and that experience and that that life experience, they live rich and interesting and terrifying lives, man. And exactly. it's like, and they whoa. made it. Yeah. And they made it. That's yeah. the crazy part. They made it, but yet. We have a generation, meaning your generation, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no problem. You know, can't function because their phone is in charge. Are you, what? You, what? Let me see if I got this right. You got up today. Yeah, strike one. That's good. Got up, God got you up. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me you don't know what you're going to do because your cell phone, your $1,000 cell phone is in charge. Are you out of your mind? Figure it out, especially if you're a man. I don't want to hear it. No excuse. So, it's like I don't want to hear it. So okay. Your day is ruined mm-hmm. because your phone isn't charged. <laughs> yeah, okay. We had a name for that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't tell yeah. you what it was. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not ready for that. Yeah, yeah. I got a question no. to you. What about this generation of women then? Because you, we always used to talk about women too, and our experience is different. Different, yeah. di- different generations, Duke. So, what are your experience when yeah. you see these young dudes on uh, social media and all this crazy stuff with the way women are and stuff? What are your thoughts on that, man? Because you must got some interesting takes on that. Here's my thought on it: If women of a certain, I'll use your generation, mm-hmm. okay, decide that's not for me, okay. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not, don't get me wrong, like what you like, I get it. But lady, young lady, if you're leaving your college class to go pick up a man who doesn't work, mm-hmm. no prospect, so that he can get you back to school and have your car while you're at school, you're stupid mm-hmm. in case no one told you. <laughs> That's nothing to do with love. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's stupidity. Oh, yeah. So let me see if I got this right. You did well enough that your parents thought enough of you to pay for you to go to college mm-hmm. and buy you a car. Mm-hmm. Your thanks to them is you're dating that, not a him, a that. <laughs> no prospect. The only thing he can do is get you arrested with him. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you're rushing to get to pick him up so you can get back to school so he can have your car all day. Mm-hmm. How stupid can you be? When I pull up to the red light, I look over. I'm like, wow, look at this nice young lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then someone who looks like little Wayne pops up from the passenger seat. <laughs> he, he be leaning all the way back. what you looking at? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at this because I'm in disbelief. <laughs> if her father was in her life, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be in that car. It, without a question. Because remember, there's a generation, my generation, mm-hmm. we learn from our father. We don't talk. Mm-hmm. We walk up on him once. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chase, I'll tell you one time. Do not let me see you around my daughter. I don't give a damn what she told you. <laughs> I see you again. You probably won't see me. But you'll know it's me. End of story. We're not having that. Yeah. And hell no, you can't come to my house talking about what's up. What? Yeah, okay. Better not come to my house. <laughs> Not going to happen. Oh, yeah. And ladies, 
guess what? The people you see on that reality show, that's their job. Mm-hmm. You can't act like that in the real world. There is nothing remotely attractive about beautiful black women fighting each other in expensive clothes. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. Not at I, all. I'm missing something. Yeah. And, and it became attractive to hit someone over the head with a bottle of, uh, I don't know, some high price uh, champagne. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Life is not a reality TV. Yeah. In TV, they don't get arrested and now can't get a job for the rest of their life. Yeah. In this world we live in, you will get arrested. Now, speaking of this, now check this out. I'm watching one of these shows, some crime show. I don't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. There was this serial killer. I never heard of him. I believe his last name was Miller. Mm-hmm. And he killed five or six black women between the ages of 18 and 30. Damn. And they asked him, well, what made you do it? He said, well, I always wanted to know what it was like to kill somebody. Now, he's white. Mm-hmm. He said, had I killed a blonde-haired, blue-eyed debutante, I would have got caught murder one. The mm-hmm. first murder I committed, you would have caught me. But because I killed black women, the police didn't even investigate it the same way. Wow. I was killing them in broad daylight. Damn. On the parking lots of schools. Damn. Nobody looked, nobody cared. Wow. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah. yeah. He said, had he killed, had his victims been white, he would have got caught. He's like, I'm not a good killer. I got caught. I'm sitting here in the police station right now because I got caught. Mm-hmm. Nobody was even looking. Shit. Nobody was even investigating <sighs> the black women. So, if that's not a wake-up call, the same way I tell black men, hey, step it up. Yeah. Stop being slick. Get off your ass. Get over there. Go to the car. Get the umbrella. Walk back to the building. Walk out to the car while it's raining. Yeah. Open the door for her. Okay? And ladies, when he does that, it's not about, I don't need a man. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. It's yeah. not about, oh, I can take care of myself. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not about, how many degrees you have. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna protect you. It's about one thing. Right. Yeah. Knowing the difference between listening and being told what to do. Mm-hmm. They're completely different. Mm-hmm. Oh, Women yeah. know the difference. Little girls don't. Oh yeah. And and the discouraging and the discouraging part for me is a is a is a guy in his thir- you know, just literally just turned thirty is that, you know, a lot of black women, um, unfortunately, a good portion of them, not a lot, a good portion of them, in the South is a little different. I do find the women down here to be a little bit more realistic overall. Um, but what you'll find is they pick up these 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 white feminist agendas and they're like, black men ain't shit. And black men, like literally on Twitter, they were saying, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, you know, the blame black man movement. You know, every time a black man does something, yeah. they get blamed for it. And there's one specific one. It could be a famous one. And, you know, and the average, the average, like the average regular black dude is like, man, that's fucked up. Hitting a woman, stalking her, you know, um, fucking up her money, you know, not getting gas for her. Anything not doing, negative. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, we, we would be like, that's fucked up. We don't up. do shit like that. We just don't. Yeah. But we then, don't do it. But then you bash us. You say, oh, but I don't want to date that. I don't want to date a lame guy. I don't, or not even a lame guy. I don't want to date an average dude. I want a guy's little, you know, a little bit more action. Okay, now you got a fucking bullet hole in your head because you exactly. want to be with fucking Tyrone in, in, in the back of a club somewhere at popping bottles. Right. And um, But yeah. you could have been with, with, uh, with, with uh, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's got a solid right. job. He's going to come home. He's going to take care of you. Make sure you're good. Yeah, he may not right. dress the. He may not be as smooth, but you, somebody right. you can help build. People don't have the patience now to to really 
fully understand people and give them the opportunity to really develop and and, and to sometimes you can be a positive influence on somebody in one way or another. Exactly. You know? But here's the crazy part. Yeah. Hey, lady, what's your definition of smooth? Because let me see if I got this right. It doesn't dawn on you or you don't want to be realistic because you know the answer. You call him smooth. How does he dress so smoothly with no job? <laughs> you know the answer, but you don't want to realistically own it to because then you'll come across stupider than you already do for <laughs> fucking with him. Yeah. Okay? Now, Jimmy won't do anything to put your life or his life in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to be attracted to the person. I'm not going to lie. I've yet to meet a man, an honest man, that says, oh, I'm attracted to a mind. Liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's lying. He's the fuck out of here. He's not attracted to a mind. Yeah, yeah. Once a man gets past, he sees the visual. Okay, now, okay, wow. I like what I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. The minute, within a minute of her opening her mouth, a smart man knows, okay, yeah, I know how far this is going. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, first thing out of her mouth is, you know, something negative, and I don't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying you have to quote the Gettysburg Address either. Yeah. But what I'm saying is have something more to talk about than what was on TV last night on a reality show. Exactly. When exactly. you ask a woman or a man, mm-hmm. she'll ask Joe Smooth, where will you be in five years? He wants to be, you know, the guy that takes over bigger territory. Woo, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You ask Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, where you want to be in five years? Well, I want to learn enough from this job to try to do the same thing, get my own business. Mm-hmm. I like Jimmy already. <laughs> Jimmy's the kind of son most men want. Mm-hmm. Whether they say it or not, if it's your son, yeah, he's supposed to love him, but you don't have to like him. Yeah. Okay? No man wants Joe Smooth as his son. Yeah. Because after a while, black father, mm-hmm. not bailing you out. Mm-hmm. Go to hell with that. It's not happening. <laughs> now, get accused of something I know you didn't do. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, I'm on my way. I'm already there. Got you. Yeah. Go do some stupid shit that you already know is wrong. That we didn't have 50 plus conversations about how it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you did it anyway. I don't know what to tell you. Do me a favor. <laughs> while you're at the courthouse, Fill out the paperwork and change your name because I ain't coming to get you. Yeah. Not going to happen, Captain. Yeah. No, sir. Oh, yeah. And the ideology behind, hey, ladies, guess what? I get it. I love the fact that you're brilliant. You're beautiful. You're smart. But do you know your own worth? Mm-hmm. Clearly not if you're with him. Yeah. Tell me what's positive about it. And ladies, don't, don't, don't give me the bullshit about it. Oh, he can put it down. Okay. All right. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I got this right. Mm-hmm. He has no job, mm-hmm. no car, nothing. So you're basically paying for dick. Yeah, dick and so, a smile. Right. And, and, and you're a business smart, beautiful, college-educated woman, but you're that stupid. And again, the difference between being stupid and dumb. She's far from dumb, but very stupid. Mm-hmm. Men, too. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey man, you know, you don't you don't hit the lady. Come on, walk away. Yeah, bro. Just get Nothing just run. In the, in the man handbook say, man, I'm a hitter. I no, just run, bro. Man, come on. Just yeah. do whatever you need to do. Get away from the situation. But understand if it got like that, it never gets better. Mm-mm. It Mm-mm. never gets better. But ladies, when you sit around and I don't knock single mothers, love. 
mm-hmm. strong black women love them. But if I decide to get the door for you, I'm simply being a gentleman based on what I learned. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, block your sunlight. Mm-hmm. It's enough sun for both of us. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is if you with me, I'm getting that door. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, find a lady that does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when these ladies, they sit around and look, they hit 40. And they'd be like, damn, all the boyfriends I had. Yeah. All the guys I dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even have a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the guys you dated are with another woman. Got a child with them. Everything. Mm-hmm. And he may have told you, wow, he told me he didn't want to have children. No, he don't want to have children with you. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. You're 40 years There's old, your back broke, you got a right. back brace because all these dudes, been, these, 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 these little knuckleheads been breaking your back out, and now your eggs exactly. is all scrambled, um, like, a, yeah. like, like a McGriddle. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and now you yeah. want to know what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't get me wrong. If you didn't made 70 movies and you can clock 15 to 20 million a movie, I get the whole career first thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're crew chief at Pizza Hut, I'm sorry. <laughs> it don't work like that. Okay? It just doesn't fucking work like that. Ugh. You can't convince me. Yeah, I'm crew chief at Pizza Hut. You know, I'm 40. Yeah, you still look good, but guess what? There's a woman 30 look better. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a woman 50 mm-hmm. look better. She has 20,000 less strokes in there. <laughs> exactly. Highway miles. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Big difference. Oh, yeah. And when it when, when the smoke clears, now follow me on this, and you'll learn this as you get older. Yes, sir. You get older, you meet a woman. You're like, damn, how the hell? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she like you. Like, how the hell? I, You know, as a man, we like to think, yeah, man, remember Shorty? Guess what? Mm-hmm. I got with her the same night I met her. Mm -hmm. Wow, man, damn. You must be a magician. (laughs) You just said all the right shit. No, Mm -hmm. that's who she is. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And guess what? How does this beautiful 40 to 45-year-old woman, beautiful, end up with you? Mm -hmm. Guess how? When the smoke clears, she's not from the town that she met you in. Mm -hmm. If she met you in Atlanta, she's from Boston. (laughs) You know why? Because mm-hmm. brothers from Boston been up in it. <laughs> deep been a motherfucker. Okay? <laughs> and now, she's like, who's going to marry her? Mm-hmm. You meet her. You're from, say, you're in Atlanta. You're from Atlanta. You meet her. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're like, damn, every time we go somewhere, she know four or five motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, and they ain't all the same age. Everybody wasn't in the 10th grade. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Man, mm-hmm. what the fuck going on? Mm-hmm. And then you sitting there, stupid. Mm-hmm. You the only one, you sitting there, dumb as shit, holding hands with her. You like, yeah. Spend, How the hell this happened? Spent two, three hundred dollars on dinner. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you sitting there like, and they looking at you like, it ain't cost me not, not even a tank of gas because she came to my house. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Everybody has a path. Yeah. Okay. But how you carry yourself moving forward has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. And the best case scenario is everyone's perfect and life goes on. That'll never happen and ever. Just, yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So boy meets girl. You think everything's going good. 
and then you're sitting there second guessing yourself. And I'm not saying don't like her because that's what you like. I'm not saying don't fall in love with her. All I'm saying is be prepared to handle the truth. Yeah. You can't get mad over, you know, what she used to do. She can't get mad over what you used to do because you're with her now. But as a man, we're a lot of ego. We can't handle that. Mm -hmm. We can't sit there and be like, man, this is great. Oh my God, this is good. She's beautiful. Yeah, but then you turn around and be like, how she learn how to do all that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn, yeah. Hey, look, there's no there's no YouTube video for that. Okay. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So when you look at that, you have to look at the big picture. And a lot of times men's egos cannot handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's fine because we're human. Yeah. All I'm saying is look. Like everybody, you find somebody as fucked up as you and you'll be happy. Yep, exactly. That's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Here's my question. Yes, sir. Okay. From a generational thing. Yes, sir. What do you see your generation mm-hmm. doing five years from now? Uh, you mean dating-wise or just culturally? Culturally. Five years from now, I think America is going to be somewhat... Uh, <laughs> The problem is people are so like <laughs> soft nowadays. I hate to say that people are so soft and like people, you know, I, I get people have emotional problems and, and it's hard to deal with certain things, but I do feel that you're going to have a revolutionary thing where you're going to have people who are going to be the traditionalist and then you're going to have people who are the progressivist in terms of culturally. Like, you know, I'm old school. I want to be able to make, I want my woman, you know, I would prefer my woman to, you know, have, if she wants a career, go for it, you know, but if she, I like a woman that likes I want her man to be a protector to take care of her and watch out for her and she helps to me. allow him to be a man yeah without trying to you know like I've, I've had situations where I've dated women who are like lawyers and doctors and it's very much you're like oh this is going to be an argument every day it's like a whole thing so I think black men especially since this, this podcast is a lot of black men listen to it it's um I think black men need to understand are you a traditionalist or are you a progressivist? And you really need to figure that out within the first couple of dates. What is she saying? She's like, oh, you know, feminism, or, you know, I believe equal this and equal that. Okay, I want, but, you know, but a lot of people want to have a hybrid progressive and, you know, you can't have, you can't want to be a stay at home mom, but then don't want to cook. You know, it don't work like that. It, it that doesn't make sense to me. So you're gonna have a traditionalist, you're gonna have progressivist, exactly. and I think men need to really figure out where they go because manhood is consistently gonna change in the next five years. Like we know, me and you talking about relationships and emotions. You know, my grandfather barely even said, "I, I, don't, I never heard my grandfather say I love." He, he in my entire life, knowing my grandfather, never heard him say "I love you" to my grandmother ever, ever. Wow, ever. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. they were married for sixty-seven years or so, sixty-six plus years. But she knew it. Yeah, she knew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, whereas now, you know, people are like my feelings. I have, man, people are way more in touch. So I don't know, man. I just think it's going to be weird. I hope that we can get to the point where we, where we uh, are more, you know, energy efficient, where, you know, technology and jobs kind of go with that. Schools, they are actually teaching people Spanish is like a legitimate thing consistently. I don't know. I don't, but knowing America, I think it's going to be a struggle. I think the next two or three years is going to be consistently social upheaval. I think the civil rights, the second wave of the civil rights movement in terms of, I call it civil rights 2.0 or civil rights 2000 I think it's going to be really serious because we're going to see if these politicians are really about what they're talking about in these these companies are you really truly about Black Lives Matter or are you really just throwing money at at a problem and not really doing anything legitimately like the work we're going to really find out if these companies are really bullshit or not so I hope I hope hope it's good but um, I think it's going to be it's going to be fascinating and I just let me say this 
Yeah. Uh, the companies are bullshit. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who the company is. I don't care if you're listening. You're bullshit. You know. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> because if they really wanted to do things the right way, they could. Mm-hmm. They could. America could have fixed a car 30 years ago that would never break down. Mm-hmm. But the ideology behind it was, well, if the car doesn't break down, the mechanic doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. If the mechanic doesn't have a job, or if he does have a job, I'm sorry, he needs the parts to fix the car. So now we need a guy at the parts counter. Mm-hmm. So cars that broke down, believe it or not, you know, it was like the trickle-down effect. You need the parts, we need the people who make the parts, sell the parts, distribute the parts. We need the mechanic to fix it. Then foreign cars started coming in. If you ever want to see something funny, Google the very first Honda Accord. Okay. It looked like you could pick it up with your hand. Mm. And, and to look at that then, and now to look at it and be like, wow, look how far they've come. But here's what they did. They killed us with service. Let me give you an example. Black man in my neighborhood, you either had a Buick or a Cadillac. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like our fathers, the young. Middle class, I work, I'm getting me a Cadillac, I'm going to have a Buick. Guess what? It barely came with a one-year warranty. <laughs> okay? The car back then cost, a, it would be the equivalent of, say, a $60,000 car now. Mm. Okay, I'm talking working class. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't cheap. But yet, somebody come around with a Honda Accord, Nissan Sentra. We're talking mid-80s, mm-hmm. early 80s. Guess what? That car came with a three-year to four-year, fifty to 60,000-mile warranty. When wow. you dropped off your little $4,000 putt-putt, mm-hmm. that dealership gave you a loaner car mm-hmm. that you could drive. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the, the you know, middle-class black man with a Cadillac, the mm-hmm. most expensive car America makes. Mm-hmm. He can't even get a ride to work. Mm-hmm. Dealership not giving you a loaner car, but then American dealerships had to step up their game mm-hmm. because foreign car dealerships was washing your car for you. <laughs> Giving you a loaner, mm-hmm. a loaner with gas. What? With gas. <laughs> and I got a little, I got a little Sentra here, mm-hmm. right? And that costs, you know, a fifth of what this car costs. But the perks, I'm gonna buy another, and it kept getting better, kept getting better. Then they said, "Well, shit, let's make these foreign cars in America." Mm-hmm. Fucked up, ain't it? Mm-hmm. But it worked. Oh yeah, it worked. The number one foreign car. It's either the Toyota Camry or the Honda Accord, both made in America. They ain't that some shit. Hands down. It's been like that for like the last 20 years. Period. Yeah. Best selling, period. Right. But when you hear people talk about, you know, foreign country taking our jobs, and they employing a hell of a lot of Americans. (laughs) Hell yeah. Okay. You go to the Honda uh, place where they, the factory where they build the cars, Mm -hmm. it's not Japanese people building the fucking cars. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. It's American. Yeah. But they're using that technology and they're killing. Well, we got to get back to that, man. You know, with with three D printers and machines, I think there's a there needs to be a new. I, I call it the industrial revolution two thousand, where we have people right. that have access to these three D printers. And you can even print guns and weapons like that with three D printers, and and you can even you know you can make molds, you can make man. Hopefully. That's hopefully. good and bad in the right hand. Yes, not the weapons, but I'm just, yeah. yeah, yeah. But hopefully we can yeah. get to a point where the government can even give, you know, tax credits to people to say, you know what, you, this small town in, in, in Ohio or in, uh, like Baltimore, when we had the, the thing, you, we'll, give you t- we'll give you 20 
years of tax credits. If you buy this machine, you employ a certain amount of people and do this. So we can have a real, we can stop shipping jobs over to China and having to come. It don't, and it never made sense to me that we have to have something all the way in China to come back here. We know the cost of, of, of labor is cheap, whatever. But there's something for me, to, even at 30, there's a prideful about me being an American where I see something made in America. I love that fucking thing. Being made in America yeah. And I'm willing to pay th- If it's like a, Let's say it was a sandwich If it's made in America It's $10 more Okay cool If it's a shirt It's $10 more Cool you know So we gotta have right. We gotta get our pride but, back too In our country here's what they, you know? I agree with you But yeah. here's what else They need to do With, come, with that sticker That says Made in America If I have a problem Don't have me mail it To China to get it corrected Exactly They don't speak English I be able to, yeah. Hey I bought this here mm-hmm. Okay so it seems to be the problem I don't know what the problem is But it's not working Okay, well, we're going to take care of it for your shit. If I knew what the problem was, I'd be in your job. Come yeah. On. yeah. So, and get, here's one more thing about Americans that, or, or especially black Americans, which I don't like. Okay. Okay. Why are we always first to forgive people who do the worst unimaginable shit to us? Mm-hmm. Don't give a damn. And the conversation, oh, I've already forgiven them. Mm-hmm. Me? No, I've plotted his murder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bail him out to kill him. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. We're adults. Mm-hmm. We know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it's something about being wrong continuously all the time mm-hmm. that, guess what? I'll take one for the team. Mm-hmm. I'll do my dirt, ask for forgiveness like they didn't, and maybe it'll be granted. I'm willing to take that chance. Oh, yeah. I can't turn the other cheek and forgive people who just, their goal when they get up in the in, in the day <laughs> is to shit on you. Oh, yeah. How am I, oh, yeah, oh, I already forgave him. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Dylan Roof. That's oh, that. Kill those people in that church. He's not, a, the fact that he's still a fucking alive makes me angry. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, this is, that's what I don't understand. <sighs> and Ooh. for me, I'm yeah. sitting there like, you know, granted, I get it. It was in a church, God-fearing people. They interviewed people who lost family members. Mm-hmm. And the conversation was, yes, I've already forgiven him. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I can achieve that, but I'm going to label his greatness. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't see it happening. <laughs> uh, I'm being honest. But, I, I, and I, also I, the I'm guy. I'm going to forgive some motherfucker just killed people in church. Oh, yeah. But what about that guy in Dallas, Texas? To. She went into the wrong apartment. That, and that, killed the on. dude. I, I just thought it was come mine. On. Bitch, you know what floor and what come on. I know. Now I just now, moved. Come now, on now. Let me tell you something. I may not be up on the space program. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know where the fuck I live. <laughs> okay. I don't know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows of somebody that ever went to their wrong fucking house. Yeah. Where they live. Mm-hmm. Sober than a motherfucker. Ain't like you drunk. You might end up in the lion cage at the zoo naked. Yeah. You're drunk. Yeah. We talking about a sober motherfucker. You just got off work. Mm-hmm. You texting somebody talking about the sex shit you gonna do later. So you lucid. You, you got enough lucid to just know that. Right. And, and you went into the wrong fucking apartment. And it ain't like Edward Scissorhands where all the fucking houses look the same. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's different. His door mat down your shit's different mm-hmm. okay something don't make sense oh yeah and 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 again now again we don't know what happened before the video or after the video mm-hmm. there was a 
female, I want to say either deputy sheriff, she was black deputy sheriff or bailiff, whatever. Mm-hmm. On the video, in court, where this bitch is being sentenced for killing that man in his own fucking house, mm-hmm. she's stroking her hair like moving her hair. That's the suspect. I would have twisted her and fucking neck when I had the opportunity. She's, she's moving her hair mm-hmm. off of her head. And then and then here's my thing. The, the, his, his fucking brother, come on. Can, can I hug you? They wouldn't have let me get that close. <laughs> Shit. Uh, snap, crackle, and pop. Fuck that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, so yeah, can I can I hug you? It been a figure yes, four lock on her neck. Hill, can I hug you? Motherfucker, what's wrong with you? Man the fuck up. Come on now. What kind of bullshit is that? You so fucking brainwashed mm-hmm. that you thought that little bullshit. Now see, see this, maybe it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. If something like that it happened when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Some white female officer going to the wrong house, kill a motherfucker, and his brother, mm-hmm. the dead man's brother. Can I hug you? We'd have beat his ass on the courthouse steps. <laughs> the fuck out of here! You'd have thought a white mob got a hold of his dumb fucking ass. Oh yeah. And it goes back to something that you'll hear. I'm going to label old men say. Mm-hmm. Okay. The damage mm-hmm. one ignorant Negro can do. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Wow. Now, on that note, the Duke or Duke, <laughs> we're going to have to leave off on that. I would definitely want to have you back on. We got way more to cover because um, as many articles that you, you send me every day and I send you back a little stuff and, and, and stuff, we got so much to, uh, to, to cover. But I am very humbled and appreciative of you coming on and, and to give us some OG wisdom. I think young black men in their 30s and early, late 20s need that type of OG wisdom. And, and you're my OG. You've been like that for many years. And I'm appreciative of our friendship and I'm thankful of it. And um, I look forward to have you back on, bro. Yes, sir. I will be there. And I'm going to tell you something that I saw Robert De Niro do. Mm-hmm. He told Jimmy Fallon, hey, Jimmy, you ever get to tonight's show, I'm going to come on there and I'm going to put $100 on your desk. My man, I'm coming there. I'm going to put that $100 on your desk when you blow up. It's on. It's going to happen. Thanks, brother. Appreciate right. you so much, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> Always, brother. All you young brothers listening, be strong. Be yourself. Do not be a follower, no matter what. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.